Yes, it is I, your humble host, Bill Hatch, the third, coming to you live from the palatial home studios of Bald Spot Productions here in the beautiful city of Santa Ana, California. Joining me in studio, as per the usual, is my friend, my brother in Christ, the disembodied voice of Rudy. Hi, everybody. I love you all. Waka waka with the Lord. And joining us from a more than acceptable safe social distance through the miracle of telephony is my father, Chaplain Bill Hatch. How you doing, Pop? I'm doing very well. Happy uh, two days after Christmas, my fellow Bible inquisitors. I hope you're ready for some more rousing psalms yep. and looking at what they tell us. Two days after Christmas, one day after Boxing Day, whatever that is. Oh, yes. <laughs> never, never have entirely understood I what that's think supposed to be. That yeah, it, it's celebrated strongly in England and really in Canada. Yeah. And I think in the United States, we would call it the great Christmas return. <laughs> <laughs> but boxing things up and putting them away. Not the nativity, though. The nativity is normally kept until Epiphany, which is, is it the 5th of January or the 6th? I always get yeah, that. I can never remember. Must be the sixth, so. uh, but it's you know during the time of the wise men. Which, if you tune in Saturday, you'll be able to hear a lot more about yep. that for our. But Boxing Day, I think, is primarily about returning gifts and getting things put away that need to be put away. Maybe it's old toy putting away old toys to have room well, for new toys. I there's all something about uh, about uh, the 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 uh, masters and servants changing places or something like that, where they uh, where the where the masters serve the servants hmm. or something. I don't know. I wonder what that has to do with boxing. Sure. Interesting idea. But Epiphany is on. Uh, Is yeah. on the sixth. Okay. All right. And as I said, that'll be, we'll talk. Yes, we shall. Yes, I think we do have some Rudy news. Yes, so, we do. Rudy minute. Is it Rudy news or Rudy minute? Waka, 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 waka. Rudy minute. <laughs> you know what? Okay, I was uh, listening. I time you, Rudy. It says we should be in prayer all the time. Yep. And you know what? I think I do because uh, I talk to God every time. I talk to God like you know. Sometimes you're watching TV and then you forget, and then something. Oh, I love you, God. So that's what we should do. Keep in prayer every day, every moment. Sometimes you get distracted. There's things in life you gotta you gotta make sure you're driving and not thinking about stuff. But uh, what it is is we should always. And I believe that prayer all the time is like, hey God, can you look at this? Or hey, did you see that? Or you know what? I'm a goal here today, and I, I talk to God all the time because you know what? It's it's a nice calming thing because I think too it should remind me that I should try to be a better person all the time. So I think I'm in prayer every day, every moment, and I think it's a good thing, and it feels good because there's a song they wrote one time. People, let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, what it is is it's beautiful to talk to God all day, and you know what? It's beautiful. So please keep that in mind. Every moment, talk to God. You're doing something, you say, hi, God, or look at this, God. I love you all. Waka waka with the Lord. Or or how about the occasional thank you, God? I tell them thank you all the time because no matter what I have, it's from God. If I give somebody a dollar, I tell them to thank God because that's not for me. A human is greedy. God gives us love to be giving. So a lot of times I tell people thank God because it's not coming from me. I love y'all. Waka waka with the Lord. Waka waka indeed. Yep. Yeah. Giving thanks uh, and praise and uh, and all that stuff. Just staying in constant conversation is uh, is a uh, is definitely a good thing. Pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. Don't stop. The jingle or song that Rudy referenced. People, let me tell you about my best friend was from Eddie's father the courtship of any tv show yeah. back in the uh <laughs> early 60s yeah and yeah we should be doing that 
about God in comparison to a TV show about a little boy whose mother had died and dad was doing well to raise him. Um, but yeah, we need to look to our Heavenly Father and we can use that song. I am fully supportive of people who take popular songs that may not be Christian, but make them into Christian songs. I'm still leery about giving people cash though. I still believe that if we can teach a person how to fish, they'll take care of themselves for life and not just using it as a fish metaphor, but fishing metaphor, but the fact that we need to be wise about how we are giving things and how they're being used. It's a fine line on figuring out if this person is going to abuse cash or honestly use right. cash. So I tr prefer to try to feed them yeah, yeah. and uh, certainly help them get a foundation. Yeah. But I couldn't hear all of Rudy's message. Uh, so I support him certainly because he is a good Christian you. man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I too am leery of giving people cash, uh, in part because of that story I heard from you all out there, the uh, the guy getting beat up over uh, over trying to trying to to help a guy uh, find uh, find his veterans benefits, wasn't it? Yep. And the guy was mm -hmm. much more interested. Basically, in the, that is yeah. the story. He did not want to give up panhandling, because quite frankly. He was making more money in a year than I did when I was a VA chaplain and supervisor. Uh, and yes, he did have some jail time for that. And I'm glad the guy who beat him up, but he was, uh, he beat up basically or assaulted, I should say the, uh, the mission. Well, he is a missionary of our local, uh, Shelter. Wow. Sorry, brain brain fell on that one for sure. Brain freeze. But uh, yeah, it was there. Uh huh. Or, or worse. worse. <laughs> I didn't smell anything. I'm in cold weather now. I can look outside my window and still see lots of snow, although right now it is quite sunny. Uh, but I'll say brain freeze because it's cold out there. Pardon. Hold on a second. Pardon me. <clears throat> All right. Goodness. As you're ready, we'll get, into, get into, Psalms. into Psalms. And if you have your Bibles in front of you, you might want to turn to Psalm yes, 105. Indeed. The Lord's wonderful works in behalf of Israel. That's what the Amplified says. Yeah, that's one of the titles oh. I have. Yeah, no, uh, no other, uh, no attribution as to who might have written it. Um, nope. Let's see. I have another descriptor. Yeah, uh, the English Standard says, tell of all his wondrous works. And the Berean Standard says, tell of his wonders. And the King James tell, is tell of his wonderful works and, and, uh, and cites several verses. First uh, Chronicles 16, 7 to 36. Psalm 95, mm -hmm. 1 through 11, and Psalm 106, 1 through 48. I do also have a note that uh, um, that, uh, that says that uh, 105 and 106 may be matched pairs as well, and, uh, and that they kind of go together. Yes, they do. And in fact, I have one that says Psalm 105 begins a trilogy of historical oh, songs that together sketch Israel's history from Abraham to the post-exilic era, post-exile era, <laughs> post uh, containing God's faithfulness, uh, God's faithfulness, even to Israel's unfaithfulness. Mm -hmm. And then I have one that says Psalm 105 is a call to praise in view of God's wondrous work among the Israelites. So we do have historical counts that we're doing with 105. The notes on mine that says 
trilogy, meaning 105, 6, and 7, is interesting because Psalm 107 will begin Book 5 of all of the Psalms. So it's an overlapping. And I don't have any notes uh, that designate that difference in in the write-ups that I have. Oh, interesting. But if you want to see a real perspective of the history of Israel without going through Psalms, I'm sorry, Samuel, first and second Samuel, first and second Kings, and first and second Chronicles, and turning back and forth and forth and back, you can look at these Psalms and get a summation that is rather interesting that shows how God has blessed Israel in the past and has several references to the future for us. Maybe those are after 107 on the relationships to us. Okay. Uh, I don't think I want to do a whole lot on the historical points. Well, Bill, I, do you I've have some one, notes that I've jump out at you? That I, I found kind of funny. Um, 105 verse 8, uh, let's see, it says, he, was re he has remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded and established to a thousand generations. It says here that there, that there uh, were 26 yes. reported, reported generations from Adam to Moses. The ancient rabbis took thousand here very literally and maintained that God originally planned to give the law to the thousandth generation. But he foresaw that they would be wicked, so he declined to create 974 generations and gave the law to the 26th generation, Moses, instead. <laughs> mm. So uh, apparently the ancient rabbis believed God had a plan B. Which, uh, which... I don't believe God has a plan B, although we look at scripture and say, yeah. huh? Why is it this way? And what does this actually mean? And then again, if we take it literally from the time of Adam, how many generations are we into God's plan if it is literally a thousand generations? Uh, I know that when I first started in my awareness years of education, a generation was supposed to be every 20 mm -hmm. years. Well, before I retired in 2020, it was saying that generations change now every oh, 10 I heard years. Seven. Uh, so now I it's down so. to seven? Okay, well, that's pretty hard to figure all that out. But some mathematics whiz who wants to really look at that kind of thing, we could say, well, does that mean we're getting closer to the end? I think we have enough stuff in history or in news every day that says, yes, we're getting closer to the end, but we're not here to try to set God's timeline. We never should be. We should only look and say, yes, this seems to fulfill scripture. Uh, but yet that thousand generations does jump out in verse yeah. eight. So uh, thank you for no pointing problem. that out. Certainly. Uh Let's see, I do have something that says verses 24 to 44 is God's purpose is that Israel would obey his word. And verse 45 is so that the Gentiles would hear God's okay. truth. So I do have those, those little notes underlined. Uh, and in fact, I underlined verse 45 itself says all this happened so that they might keep his statutes and obey his instructions. Hallelujah. The Lord. And if you remember last week, Psalm 104 was the first time in the Psalms and scriptures that we see a reference to the term hallelujah. Okay. Yes, indeed. It is. Praise the Lord. As a command, which I, I still and, find uh, it funny that I had never considered it to be a command, more of a, a statement. 
I, I never knew it was a command before. Mm. Um, you know, in heaven, we're told that we're going to be doing a lot of praising God. And I don't have a problem with that. I do wonder a little bit when it talks about people continually praising God wow. in heaven. And it's like, I wonder what all that means. Uh, I guess because I'm human, like many other people, I would uh, rather look at heaven and our jobs, shall we say, our that we will have responsibilities. I want to be like um, all the old TV series, uh, Highway to Heaven or Touched by an Angel. Um, although I don't think that we as spirits will get wings as so often shows up uh, or angels. I think that there's going to be things that we get to do in addition to praising God always. Uh, but we do have this command that we need to praise the Lord and we need to do it more often here. And I admit readily admit that I need to do more of that every day. So okay. there you have other notes. Uh, on no, nothing, uh, well, uh, uh, first 16 uh, um, broke the whole rod of, or sorry, um, the, uh, and he called for a famine upon the land of Egypt. He cut off every source of bread. Um, it's literally translated as broke the rod of, broke the whole rod of. And uh, that's mm -hmm. because uh, at the time, bread was stored as uh, ring-shaped loaves. And so like giant donuts. And, uh, and they'd be held on a rod, on a stick. And uh, if the stick got broken, then, uh, then the loaves of bread would fall on the ground and be ruined. Now, I did find interesting, because I'm glancing at as you're speaking, mm -hmm. but I did find it interesting, and I didn't make a note about it. It goes through the right. history, and it tells us something about Joseph that we do not have back in Genesis. Mm -hmm. And that's some of the descriptors of how he really did suffer while in prison. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Genesis really makes it look like, yeah, he was sold into slavery. And yes, he became Potiphar's uh, household uh, right. slave. And then he became second in command to right. Pharaoh. But here we are told, let's see, where was it? Verses 18 and 19, that he was in shackles. Mm -hmm at least part of that time. And not just around his feet and hands, but literally an iron collar around his neck. We don't see that in Genesis right. at all. That's why I still encourage everyone to read the entire Bible and connect yeah. the dots. I don't know what the connect the dot picture is going to look like uh, when we're all done with it, but we do have some little hints here that, oh, yeah, there was some suffering of Joseph as well. It wasn't just, look, they kept falling into good right. things. There was an iron collar around his neck and around his feet. Yep. And I believe that's worthwhile to look at and to understand that the Bible gives us a lot more answers than we're ever aware of from a simple reading of the scriptures, mm -hmm. it does it take does. work. <clears throat> indeed, and it does uh, indeed. yeah, and uh, we should uh, we should learn as Paul uh, as Paul did from all things. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's funny how uh, when you start taking a deeper look at uh, at Paul's writings. That he references things from uh, from all over the place, not just uh, not just in scriptures. He's not stuck in scriptures. He's uh, he's talking about uh, mm -hmm. about popular writings. He's talking about uh, um, academic writings. He's uh, you know talking about things in popular culture, 
and uh, um, yeah, and so we need to we need to expand our study to uh, to include um, things that are not necessarily in the scriptures, um, so that we can learn the history and the culture and the language, and uh, um, and understand what people were going through when they were when the scriptures were written and uh and how uh how they can be uh interpreted uh, even better than uh, than what we may have had before yes yep as long as we are keeping our faith locked to the bible Indeed. itself yes we can read other things and say oh yeah these are conditions mm -hmm. back then and uh there are so many of those things outside scripture to show how influential Satan has mm -hmm. been and unfortunately successful in so many ways. Uh, but the depravity of man is surrounding us totally. So we need to work from the Bible to see that there is hope and we are supposed to live a better life than what the world puts forth. Yep. And of course, we don't have to look far in the news to see how bad things still are uh, in Russia and Ukraine and how the world is treating it while still having that big A-bomb, H-bomb factor, and everybody's afraid of it. But we're really getting closer and closer to a world that will end, and the Lord will come and set Every things day we right. Get closer to the, and I believe the that. Of the Lord. I believe yep. that fully. Well, we're certainly not getting. Should we go we're, we're certainly not getting further from it. <laughs> um, yes, let's go on to one hundred and six. No. no. Okay. Uh, definitions or scriptures. I have one that says Israel's rebellions, no rebelliousness, and the Lord's deliverance. I have one of those too. And I bet you have that yep. at least once. In the amplified. I also have one that just says Israel's unfaithfulness to God. Your okay. turn. Um, I've got in the English standard, I've got give thanks to the Lord for he is good, which uh, is an understatement. And uh, the Brian standard. Uh, yes, yeah, since verse one says it endures yep. forever. And uh, uh, the Brian standard says the same. And so does the King James, but the King James references 1 Chronicles 16, 7 through 36, Psalm 95, 1 through 11, and Psalm 105, 1 through 45. I've also yes. got a note. We have no author oh, on this. You have an author? You have an author on this one? Oh, we do no, not. No, we okay, do not. Yeah. No, we, we do, do not. not. Um, I've got a note here that uh, um, that says this is most likely uh, part of the repentance of post-exilic Jews who had returned to Jerusalem, and that uh, verses one forty-seven and forty-eight uh, look like they've been borrowed from First Chronicles sixteen thirty-four through thirty-six, which explains that reference, and uh, which was sung on the occasion of the ark's first being brought to Jerusalem by David. Okay. Might look at that a little bit mm -hmm. more too. I have another note yet. It says Psalm 106 is primarily a lament psalm depicting Israel's many sins, and that's throughout the centuries that we're talking about, including murmuring during the wilderness sojourn, worship of the golden calf, participating in pagan worship and continued disobedience upon entering Canaan. Okay. Uh, what I really find humorous, I'm sorry, it's, it's not really humorous. It's just 
Yeah, that's what it was. Look at verse 20, Bill. Okay. Thus they exchanged the true God who was their glory for the image of an ox that eats grass. Huh. Yeah, my mind says for the image of a grass-eating ox. Okay, that's a little different. And that's really what they were doing. And uh, we don't get that a whole lot today unless we go to India, and then we do yeah. see it. Uh, people say, holy cow, I tell them, well, that's a Brahma bull in India. Yeah. Not that it's really holy, but that's the way they're right. treated. Same thing with monkeys yeah, in, parts. in India. In parts of I'm India, sorry? yeah. Yeah, in parts of India. Too many large parts of India. But that's what people have done throughout mm -hmm. history. They have worshipped rocks. They have worshipped animals. Uh, they have made up and created animals. Wow combining many of them with people. So that's really yeah. weird, uh, truly. Although, you know, at times I think people are minotaurs. They have no brains, but they will uh, have the brawn of some animals. Keep them out of the um, China shop. And it's, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's sad that people will do such things when in fact, you know, those are either inanimate objects or simply right. animals. Um, now, some animals can certainly cause you great mm -hmm. trouble uh, during their history. Uh, other nations certainly have. And personally, I wouldn't want to, would not have wanted to be on an old wooden ship and had a blue whale come up. I don't know that a blue whale can cause much trouble with some of the ships that are on the sea now, but I could envision it in the old days yeah. uh, without a doubt. But what we have here again is the continuation in this psalm of the historical references. Uh, however, I'm happy to say that it does end with, blessed be the Lord God of Israel. From everlasting to everlasting, let all the people say amen, which means so be it, and hallelujah, which means praise the Lord. So what kind of uh, boxes do you have on Psalm 106, Bill? Well, the one big one I've got is uh, is verse 30, is in verse 30. Then okay. Phinehas, the priest, stood up and interceded. And so the plague was halted. Well, the exact meaning of the Hebrew here has been debated since ancient times. The term interceded probably is best because it could refer to Phineas's intervention by executing the guilty couple in Numbers 25, verse 7 and following, yep. or to his interceding through prayer in behalf of Israel. No such prayer is recorded, but it is certainly possible that Phineas prayed for relief before or after the execution. The ancient rabbis mostly understood the intercession as a prayer, but some of them took the meaning of the Hebrew to be that Phineas interceded essentially by arguing with God as to whether it was fair to destroy so many people for the sins of two. Well, it certainly wasn't, though, the sins of just two. It was the pinnacle of that particular line of sin when right. many of the Hebrew men started after the pagan women uh, in what was or Orb? ORB is the name of the king and Shion, uh, uh, but they were east of the Jordan. And they started sinning. It was the what Balaam had advised Balak to do, the right. king. And they had got these people to start sinning. And the pinnacle of this sinfulness was when one of the sons of one of the 12 tribal leaders mm -hmm. literally brought this woman 
in front of everybody and took her into his tent. And Phineas became filled with rage. I personally don't think Phineas had time to pray. He was so proactive and mind you, it's hard to file, figure that in today's point of love our neighbors as ourselves. But he grabbed that spear and went in and literally stabbed the two of them. Yeah. And uh, then he might have had time to pray. Yeah. <laughs> and that might very well be it. But we weren't told in that portion in Exodus that God had started a plague in action. Right. So it may have been that God was literally getting things ready to do that and stop because of Phineas's uh, quick action. Very quick response, actually. Yeah. And again, don't we have another thousand-year uh, remembrance for mm-hmm. Phineas? Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find it, but I don't see it now. No, I put down. I put it down. I can't find it. Was it verse thirty you were on? Uh, I was on verse thirty. Yep, there it is. Verse thirty. Uh, nope, just throughout all generations to come. Yeah. So he is remembered as being uh, more righteous than his grandfather for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, his daddy was pretty good, and don't see anything uh, negative about Aaron's son. Uh oh, I put my foot in my mouth on that one. <laughs> I've forgotten his Phineas was a grandson, I think, of Aaron. Certainly one of Aaron's descendants, but Aaron was not that strong of a of a faithful person because he's the one who caused the calf to be made. Right. So I apologize. I don't have myself set on that. Uh so, oops on that. Any other squares that you have on verse, I'm sorry, Psalm 106? Uh, um, no, but uh, the sons of Aaron were uh, Nadab, the firstborn, then Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. So, if that reminds you, so Phineas, Phineas is the son of Eleazar. Eleazar. And Eleazar is one who stopped a plague uh, by taking incense and burn, taking it into the middle of the plague uh, that was ongoing and stopped it there. Uh, I don't know why, but in my vision of that, and I know it's not accurate, I see the plague starting on the eastern edge mm-hmm. and going through the camp, and Phineas runs out in the middle of the camp with the incense and stops it, so the western side of of the uh people or the tribes didn't get hit i'm sure that's wrong (laughs) but it was a fact that the plague was stopped throughout uh and that kind of loyalty and exuberance for the lord was seen in the line of aaron's descendants even though aaron himself was not that good about it right yeah yes he stopped one of the plagues too but (laughs) But that's a that's a tale for a different day. Uh yes. Um it is without a doubt. Actually, we've already gone through that tale. So if you miss that, uh if you missed the uh, Aaron uh, stopping the plague, then you need to go back and uh and listen to or watch some more episodes of uh of this show. <laughs> of this program. Um, minor point in case anyone is is confused uh in verse 32 Mm -hmm. it talks about they angered the lord at the waters of mirabah right another name for mirabah is masa it's still the point of where the people murmured about not having water Mm -hmm. and they did it in such a disrespectful way, I guess is the way to say it. Mm. Or at least it was seen by God that way. And okay. certainly by this psalmist. psalmist. Yep. Um, God did meet their need. 
-hmm. And he knew about their need ahead of time, but they didn't like what was about to happen. So I don't know if it was the same kind of attitude as when they went into the promised land. Mm -hmm. They didn't care what they saw. They cared, feared against it or from it. And it could be that these people just moved into camp and they looked around and said, there's no water. And they started complaining, hmm. not seeking God's guidance first. Right. In our day in life, we need, in our lives, we need to definitely ask God first. Right. Not have the approach of, well, I've tried everything else. I guess I better pray. Right. We um, need to be having the prayer up front. Yeah, as, as James, talk, James talks about, uh, you know, say whatever, you know, we will go and do this and that, and and uh, if the Lord wills, mm-hmm. and uh, not uh, not afterward. Amen to that. Yep. Okay, shall we go on to 107, Bill? Let's go on to 107 also known as the beginning of book five. Wow, we made it through book four pretty quick. We did. Well, there really weren't that many in book four. No, no, that's true. Uh, Book five is the last set. It goes from here through 150. Uh, It begins book five by declaring that God guides his people and deals with them wonderfully when... They turn back to him. Right. Uh, the remainder of book five advances hope and confidence in God. And then it concludes with five psalms of joyous praise. The final psalm being essentially pure praise for who God is and what he does. Mm, pardon me. And I'm sure I'll repeat that when we get to Psalm 146. I'm sure. But let's get into some of the descriptors of Psalm 107. Yes. I have thanksgiving for God's praise. Uh, No, for God's deliverance. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, And uh, in the Amplified, I have the Lord rescues people from many troubles. The Lord delivers men from... Sorry, it's a little print again. <laughs> For many fold troubles, and many fold troubles is capitalized. Well, they're all capitalized, actually. But from many fold troubles. Um, let's see. The, the English Standard says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hmm. And the, uh, let's see, the Brian says, Thanksgiving for deliverance and cites Matthew 8, 23 to 27, Mark 4, 35 to 41, and Luke 8, 22 to 25. And the King James says, uh, his loving kindness endures forever, which indeed it does. Amen to that. That's one of those, that's one of those, let's, Let's make an easy one this time. Let's make an easy call. (laughs) Uh, Further, I have Psalm 107 presents four word pictures of deliverance. In each word picture, a problem is presented. The people pray, after which God renders help, and God is praised for his deliverance. which I find interesting. Uh, What others might you have? Uh, Let's see. Um, I've got uh, a note here that says, uh, all of those who have been delivered or redeemed from the hand of Israel's enemy focus on God's goodness and everlasting mercy. They had been delivered through the centuries from Egypt to the south, Aram and Assyria to the north, the Philistines to the west, and Babylon to the east. Compare the psalmist prayer in 106.47 with verse 3. Okay. And, of course, 106.47 was, uh, let's see, where did it go? 
was, Save us, O Lord, our God, and gather us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in praising you. And verse 3 here is, And gathered from many land, from and gathered them from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Yes. So we can see with that, the compilers do have an idea of what they were putting mm -hmm. together. 106 concludes with asking God for salvation, yep. for rescue, before they have mm -hmm. it. And 107 says, gives God praise for getting them through that. So we have at least 70 years between 106 and 107, if we're only counting the exile in Babylon. No reference to either But of course, one. there are still to this day Jews not in Israel. And so uh, there may be yes. those praying to gather them to back to uh, back to the land, the, to the promised land. Yes. Uh, but mostly, mostly today, it is because they choose not right. to uh, go back. Yep. And there are more Hebrew people in New York than there are in Israel still. And there is certainly nothing keeping them from moving should they want to, except they don't want right. to. There are other places in the world, and I'm sure many who are suffering right now in uh, the Ukraine, for instance, who would love to be able to get out and leave uh, and would accept such a, you know, a move they could go do it, not to be moved, but to move on their own. Uh, uh, that we're told in Revelation that basically there will be a big migration uh, going to Israel, and there will be Jewish and Gentile believers then in Israel uh, with numbers that I only see as bursting at the seams but they'll go there for protection. And I wonder about that for all of us. Will we all want to be going to Israel, meaning those who are left behind? Those of us who are Christians don't have to worry about it, but we can still study the scriptures for what it says. Uh, you never know who see. you might, uh, might uh, need to share that with. Mm-hmm. I've heard a couple people properly say that they are making out their wills uh, so that anything they have left over will go to those who are haven't become believers yet in hopes that they will become believers right. before the end happens for them. Um, it's an interesting notion, yeah. leaving things for others uh, to try to find it. All right. To thank God for his loving kindness is one of the themes here in Psalm 107. What kind of uh, boxes might you have, Bill? Actually, I really don't have uh, have okay. much in the way of uh, stuff for uh, for uh, 107. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, um, I have I do have one note that finally talks about the trilogy of songs, uh, okay. like uh, you had discussed, like you had mentioned uh, back in one hundred five. Um, mm -hmm. You know uh, uh, the uh, opening lines to one hundred five to one hundred seven: uh, "Give praise to the Lord, praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord," um, and uh, um, you know, and uh, that this is. Uh, that this psalm has uh, most likely has a uh, post-exilic origin, and uh, that it has two main themes: praising God for His continual deliverance and remembering God's response to man's obedience or disobedience. Yeah, as uh, as it were. <laughs> um, God's in charge. Mm -hmm. He makes things happen both for 
the good and what some people would consider the bad. We as Christians have to look at it and say, what is God's ultimate plan here? How can we be involved or are we just to be aware of it? Mm -hmm. We are supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And we want to be able to do our best to share Christ with everyone. Mm -hmm. And are there limits that need to be involved in that? And the Bible says, yeah, there is a limit. We as Christians are not supposed to hurt ourselves right. while we're trying to help others. And there are several examples of that throughout Scripture. If we have a meal that we can share with others, we should. Uh, it has to be reasonable. We can't just say, oh, right now in Africa, there is a famine going on. So I need to send my leftover turkey dinner to them. <laughs> It'll never make it, first of all. Right. And it shouldn't be that way. It needs to be reasonable and forthright. And we have to do the research to find out which groups are really helping others as compared to helping themselves. So I highly encourage you always do research. Oh, yeah. And I know I've bragged on it before, and I'll do it. Federal combined federal campaign. One of their good points is that they literally show you thousands of people that you can donate to. But when they're doing that, they show how many, how much of, how much of a percent of every dollar goes to administrative cost. Right. I prefer the ones that have zero dollars <laughs> to administrative cost, and they do exist. Yeah. And I highly encourage you to look at those things and say, oh, by the way, this one also does such and such, and I don't always agree with that. And I'm not going to get political and say, don't do that. Yeah. Right. For the reasons why. It's up to you as individuals right. to look at those points. Of course, there's nothing wrong with administrative costs as long as they're not excessive. Um, right. I mean, after all, uh, great organizations like the, the American Red Cross has administrative costs because they pay their upper echelons. So that's what they do for a living. Uh, um, and that, uh, God bless you, Rudy. Thank you. And, uh, um, and yeah, so, uh, so that's not necessarily a bad thing. But, uh, but at any rate, enough of that. But at any rate, read. <laughs> no, we're really not. I mean, when we look at Psalm 107, it talks about fools suffer affliction Others uh, sat in darkness and gloom because they rebelled against God's commands. Sure. And sure. it ends with, let whoever is wise pay attention to these things and consider the Lord's acts of faithful love. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's a building up. So there really wasn't okay. too much of a, of a rabbit trail at all. Okay. Do we have time for number 108? I think we do. All right. One of mine shows that it is back to David. Yep. A plea for victory, a song, a psalm of David. In the Amplified, I have praise and supplication to God for victory. A song, a psalm of David. Yep. Um, let's see. The English Standard says, with God we shall do valiantly. Uh, let's see, Brian uh, says, Israel's kingdom blessing and references Psalm 57, 1 through 11, and Psalm 60, 1 through 12. And the King James says, Israel's kingdom blessing and references 2 Samuel 23, 1 through 7. So definitely some okay. homework for today. <laughs> Um, for those of you who may not be familiar with the sort of unusual word now, supplication, it is indeed a plea. It's requesting right. victory. Uh, and that's important for us to realize that we change our language regularly. It is hard. Uh, even for me, it is hard to sit down 
and read King James yeah. uh, with clarity. I can understand a lot of it, but there are times when I can't. And that's why I use more modern translations. Mm -hmm. uh, so enough said on that. Three themes link Psalm 107 and 108. Uh, God's sovereignty over the created world, God's people exalting him, and God's deliverance of his people. Folks, we're not just talking about Israel back then. We're talking about Christians now. Deliverance is in the Lord. We can pray for it. We can ask for it. And then we have to also wait for it, which is not easy. Um, the fact of the author of 108, David is committed to the Lord, allows him to boldly trust God for deliverance, even though God has rejected his people. We just talked about, though, from 106 to 107 was before uh, exile into Babylon, 107 being after the exile in Babylon, and now we are going back several hundred years to another Psalm of David. Yep. Because David saw these things back then. And that's why it is important for us to look at Old Testament as well as New Testament to see the jewels that are there for us. Absolutely. Um, I've got a note here says that... Uh, um, that this is uh, that the, that 108 is uh, in addition to new material is a combination of Psalms 57 and 60. Um, that uh, um, with uh, with slight uh, word variation, uh, David took uh, some of the words from uh, uh, Psalm 57. Um, specifically, verses one through five are from uh, 57, seven through 11, and verses 60, yeah. six through 13 are from Psalm 65 through 12. Of course, he doesn't yes. include the laments um, but uh, that were in those psalms, um, but, uh, um, but he, can, uh, he uses uh, some of his own new words for, uh, for exaltation and confidence and only uh, slightly varies uh, the wording to, uh, um, to uh, bring this psalm to life. I have that same note about the a compilation right. of those other two uh, entries, and that's all right. If yeah. yep. Have you ever taken a song mm -hmm. and changed the words to it? <laughs> a few. Doesn't mean that you wrote it in the first right. place, but you've taken the song and put them into it. Yeah. Uh, I sort of wonder, let's see. One oh eight is a psalm of David. And I have to jump back real quick to see if sixty was a psalm of David or not. But we do know that song writers take songs they have written before and change the words around and there's nothing wrong with that and i don't think there's anything wrong well, uh Al's made a 30-year career out of it <laughs> yes he For has 40 years actually uh let's see psalm 60 which is one of those the 57 uh, the choir, is david 57 is david okay uh-huh and there's no author nope there it is a victim of David for teaching. Yeah. So he took some things and abbreviated them for his own reasons, but it was praising God. Mm -hmm. And as we said about book five, all of these are getting to the point of focusing, focusing on praising God. Much more so. Uh, We'll see in the very next psalm that David's not done with wanting judgment on his enemies, but still here in 108, uh, he's asking who will bring him to the fortified city 
this is verse 10, by the way, uh, who will lead me to Edom? And then he asked, God, haven't you rejected us? God, you do not march out with our armies. That's pretty depressive. Uh, and that gets to be a point for us today because it's all right to be depressed as long as we keep our faith in God, that he's going to do something. We can't let our depression get us to the point of taking our own lives. Use 988 on your phone if you have that kind of issue in your life. Uh, there, I put in the ad. We didn't do it earlier, <laughs> That's right? That's right. I still got to do uh, the slide for it. But David ends with saying, God will trample the foes yeah. here in Psalm 108. What other notes do you have, Bill? Uh, I've got some short, uh, some short stuff on uh, alternate translations. Um, verse 7, uh, God has spoken in his holiness, could be in his sanctuary. Um, 108, uh, 8, 108.7 was sanctuary. 108.8 is, uh, let's see, um, Judah is my scepter or Judah is my lawgiver, um, which is a, a pretty big, uh, difference. Um, and then 13, um, with God, we will do valiantly, uh, could be in or through God, we will do valiantly. So just, uh, some little language changes here and there some of those could be good for a study study of yeah. this psalm indeed uh for instance if it's david's writing what sanctuary are we talking about yeah. because the temple isn't built in david's time right so it certainly can't be that sanctuary could be uh, the, uh, we, the tabernacle could be the tabernacle yes uh although at that time the Ark of the Covenant might not even be in the tabernacle because it was gone for quite a few years yeah. until David, well, came back during Samuel's time, uh, but did not get back into uh, the tabernacle, the Ark did not get back in the tabernacle until David's time. So we know there was 40 years of Saul's reign. There was seven years of David's reign. And we don't know how many years of Samuel's reign that the ark sat in the house of Obed-Edom. Right. Uh, we do know that Odom-Edom, he was blessed. He and his family and household, as long as the ark was, was there. Yeah. But we don't know if that would be God's sanctuary is the heavens that we see mm -hmm. God's sanctuary yeah. or is that just his working place and there's yet another one in Revelation we taught we get words about third heavens and seventh heavens mm -hmm. uh, just mind-boggling yeah. as to how immense God is right. and what's his sanctuary but it's the plea that God will conquer the foes and help the God, God's people. Yes, How are we doing on time? We Bill? are there. It is, it is time. Well, then we will it. start with 109 next I week. I believe we shall. So uh, stay okay. tune in next week. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yes, yes. Uh, Gentle Inquisitor, if you have come this far with us, perhaps you will come a little bit further and join us in this family we call Christianity. We do this not with sacrifice, because that's been taken care of. Jesus uh, was the one and only sacrifice uh, that was ever needed, never will be needed, for all who would, uh, who would believe. And uh, we don't use magical spells or mystical ceremonies. Uh, we don't roll that way. Uh, the sinner's prayer is not a magic spell. Um, indeed, the Bible says to speak with your mouth and believe in your heart. So uh, just saying the words aren't going to get you into heaven. You have to actually believe it. And, uh, um, and uh, let's see, the Bible also tells us that all have sinned and continually fall short of the glory of God. So whether you've been a believer for a second or a century, you too need to, uh, need to realign your heart with that of the Lord's. 
And so we invite you to join us uh, now as we say the sinner's prayer, our version of the sinner's prayer. Mm -hmm. I say that because the sinner's prayer itself is not in the Bible. It's uh, merely something I wrote based upon biblical principles. And uh, I thought it sounded pretty good. Um, too. So uh, um, so that's what we say. So you can say it a little differently if you like, as long as you stick to the principles and uh, um, and uh, and ask for forgiveness so that uh, you can stay out of hell. Because mm -hmm. hell's a bad place. And yes, uh, it is. heaven is a good place. And it's as simple as that. Um, so, uh, so let's go ahead and say this together. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. Cleanse me of my wickedness. Cleanse me of my wickedness. Cleanse me of my wickedness. Show me how to love you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Show me how to love you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. And teach me how to love my neighbor as myself. And teach me to better love my neighbor as myself. Um guide my steps along the path you would have me take continue guiding my steps along your path and help me to do the work you have for the for me to do for your kingdom and help me to continue doing work for your kingdom come into my heart and be the lord and savior of my life Remain in my heart, being my Lord and Savior. All these things we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. All these things we pray in your holy name. Amen. And there we go. And uh, since it's, uh, it is midweek, about uh, thereabouts, uh, um, you should be able to find yourself a midweek service to go to and uh, find yourself some Bible-believing Christians to fellowship with and, uh, and a Bible-preaching uh, church to go to and uh, help you figure out what your next steps are going to be because uh, that's what's important here is uh, is moving forward because this isn't the end this is merely the beginning you got uh, you got on the starting blocks and uh, and uh, the, the starting pistol has gone off and it's time to get moving so uh, so yeah um, but uh, of course come back here um for uh for other shows we have uh this week we have we have a very busy schedule this week well not a busy schedule but a busy set of shows this week um let's see on thursday i've got uh um i've got uh oh that's past shows i need present shows upcoming shows <laughs> I've got Rocks and Char Rocks Berkey and Charles uh, Lakefield. Well, Rocks and Charlie and Richard. So we're actually going to have three people, on, three guests on our show on Not Quite After Midnight this week. Um, we've had Richard on before. Um, he uh, um, he's a great guest, and uh, we're going to be meeting Rocks and Charles for the first time, and uh, Roxanne and Charles that is. And uh, um, so we're going to have an interesting conversation for sure. On Saturday, we're going to be wrapping up our uh, our look into the Advent season with uh, um, with the final candle and uh, the white candle, the Christ candle, which is the most important of the candles. And uh, um, <laughs> and uh, um, so I hope you'll join us for that. And then, of course, uh, next Tuesday, uh, we'll be having uh, YWL Online's Totally Approachable Bible Study for All, where we're going to be starting with Psalm 109. Yeah, 109. Right? Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, Yes, sir. Yep. And, uh, um, yeah, I know we got through so many today that uh, that I'm, uh, I'm, I feel my head is spinning. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, with that, we come to the end of another uh, of another episode of uh, YWL Online's Totally Approachable Bible Study for All. And I'll ask you gentlemen the question I ask every week. Do you find gentlemen have anything to say to the nice people? Yes. Please love God and please pray for Israel so they can find the true God so we can all live in love, love, love all the time. I love you all. Welcome, welcome with the Lord. Okay. And 
God's blessing from Poplar Bluff as we draw to a conclusion the year 2022. That's right. But begin 2023 for the Lord. Indeed. We'll have a brand new year with brand new goals and and uh and we get to we get to start over once again with uh for with a clean slate. Which of course is something you get when you uh when you ask God for forgiveness, a clean slate. So Amen. get it all wrapped up. <laughs> well, God's okay. blessings from Santa Ana, California. A, uh, a happy new year to, uh, well, happy end of the year to all of you, although we have one more show before the end of the year. Um, but uh, um, we've gone over. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, well, remember to be safe out there, wash your hands, and stay tuned for the ending credits. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been a presentation of Bald Spots Productions. I'd like to thank my producer, my beloved mother, Eileen Hatch. And I, of course, am your humble host. I'd like to thank my co-host, my beloved father, Chaplain Bill Hatch, and my beloved Ed McMahon, Rudy Corlew. Yes. Support the show if you feel so led over on Patreon.com. We're known as Bald Spots Pro. And uh, there are some interesting uh, rewards over there for supporting the show. Don't you dare miss Not Quite After Midnight. Uh, we're uh, on Facebook and wherever fine podcasts are offered. And uh, please be sure to like, comment, and share to stay informed. You know, subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do uh, to kick that algorithm into gear and help us reach more people because that is the point. So uh, thank you once again for tuning in and have yourselves a wonderful whenever. <laughs>